Infertility Season 2. Today, we're sitting down with Alexis, who will be sharing her story of infertility and the testimony God has written through this journey. Alexis is also a leader of a faith-based infertility group, which has been a large part of her story. Welcome, Alexis. Hi. Yeah, thank you all for having me. I've listened to this podcast forever, and it's so funny, like, since y'all started it. So it's so funny when you wrote that. I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I want to do that. Well, we're <laughs> so excited to talk to you because yeah. I know you and uh, have some things in common. So, yeah, if you really want to start from the beginning. Yeah, of course. So a little background about me is, um, and it's so funny, like, I had to go back and make, like, notes of dates of our infertility journey, like, I don't know if y'all know, like, it's like, it's not a blur at all. You remember all the things, but it's like the dates can get very blurry. So I was like, I need to go back and make make notes of this. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) um, little backstory. So I'm originally from Arkansas um, and I've moved to Dallas almost nine years ago. Um, And so I got my degree in marketing there and then graduated, but I'd always worked with kids. I was a preschool teacher um, and then through that became a nanny. And so um, found a job out here for a nanny family and I was with them up until two months ago. Um, So almost nine years. And so um, that was really, really hard transition, but all that to say, I've always been around kids. So like I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a mom. Like I joke and with my parents and I'm like, you let me have baby dolls to an <laughs> age that was like unacceptable. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I really want to hear when we get into it, like how being a nanny and going through infertility worked. Cause I've, yeah. that would be difficult God, for me. So and also I wish you lived in Charleston. Cause I really need a nanny. <laughs> Yeah, so I just had to find a new family um, two months ago. So um, I'm with two separate families now. One, we live in like Prosper Salina area, which is like 40 minutes from downtown Dallas. And so I was just driving every day and the traffic had gotten really bad. And then the kids obviously have gotten older. And so they were both in school and I was working at, um, she was a doctor. So I was working at her office and Anyways, all that to say, I just, I was like, my heart is with children and that's what I really want to be doing. And so, um, started with two other families out here two months ago. So anyways, all that to say, uh, moved here and then met my husband. I was like, I'm going to move to Dallas and I'm going to live, you know, the single life. Cause I'm from a really <laughs> small town. Um, and met him a month after I moved here. He was my waiter at the melting pot my parents had come to visit and so like the first time they come to visit and we all go eat there and he's our waiter and my mom like basically introduced us and she's like that's so funny we had been to a rangers game and he's like oh i like the rangers and she's like well how are y'all gonna go to a game together if she doesn't have your number Anyways, the the rest is literally history, which if you know her, like I like to talk. I was like, this thing is good. You're going to have to make me quit. But (laughs) anyways, she can talk to anyone for about anything. And so it's like a big joke now. Or like, that didn't work out, but it did. So um, anyways. (laughs) So cool. When had it, did you guys just like immediately go on a date and did you go to the Rangers game? We did. We did go to the Rangers game. Not our first date. We did Dave and Buster's for our first date. Um, So cute. But we did go to a Rangers game, so it was kind of like our thing, um, pre, you know, COVID. But yeah. anyways, and so we dated for a year, and then we were engaged for a year. So we've been married six years as of last June. So that kind of gives you background. Um, so yeah, we got married, and obviously, I always knew he's from a big family. He has five sisters and he's the only boy he's the youngest half and step but and then I only have one sister so I have a very small family but um we are extremely close my family actually bought a house two streets over from where we live when we bought we built this house and so they um still live in Arkansas only visit like like every other weekend but just gives you a glimpse on how close that's so funny that's Exactly like Amanda and I. Amanda's yeah. family is in her neighborhood, and so is mine. Really? And it's, I yeah, love that. it's so rare nowadays, but for all three of us to have that, that's pretty cool. I know. It's so I know. Fun. That's so fun. Um, so yeah, we're really close to them. But anyways, um, so yeah, we um have been out here for two years, and 
Um, we have two dogs and um, we, our infertility journey started four years ago as of this past October. So um, it's been, it's been a long road. Um, I feel like our journey has been different in the sense, and I'll, I'll get into this, but in the sense of very much, I'm very much so a person who needs to feel like I am a hundred percent with my decisions before going to the next thing. So it's not just like doing the next thing that the doctor or whoever recommends. And so, um, that's been a big part of our story, but yeah. So, um, four years ago, October, we were like, Okay, I am, if y'all know anything about Enneagrams, I'm a type of one. Okay, so everything is like, so that was my out. husband. <laughs> I, I, start, I need to lay down. <laughs> like, perfect. <laughs> everything is planned out. I need like a plan A, B, and C, like control freak, which I joke and I'm like, yeah, if you think you're a control freak and you go through infertility, God will teach you really fast. Like, actually, you have no control whatsoever. So um, but anyway, so we had it all planned out. It was like, we'll have two kids, like, um, 28 and 31, because I'm 31 now. And so we know how that goes. Um, so anyway, so we started trying just naturally for those first, you know, six months, thinking every month, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. And now I look back and I'm like, girl, you did not have a clue what was going on. But so anyways, I had my annual OB appointment the April of 2000, April, May of 2019. And so at that point it had been like six months. So I was like, I'll just ask her, see what she says. Um, and my husband was on um, testosterone. So she immediately was like, that can deplete the sperm count. And so, which, I mean, honestly, I had never heard of that because people just don't talk about these things. Well, <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, like, I feel like that's counterintuitive. You're on testosterone, but like your sperm out. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay. So she referred him to a urologist and um they did his count well we got that and I'll never forget the day that they called we were at the beach and they called and they told him his count was zero and we're like okay <laughs> well that would have been nice to know oh my gosh you know, so long ago yeah six months prior um and so they started him on um Clomid and then he did that for three months and then they added in um the hcg injections so he did that for both um for six months so he did that until november of the following year so that was november 2019 um and they would just check have, his like count. any history or anyone in his family with any issues on his side or so did you have any no. idea like that would no we didn't i mean he had had um low testosterone before but like no one ever told him that that could affect that so like yeah. we just didn't have a clue um so anyways and they did run tests and stuff and they ended up getting his count where they wanted it i think it ended up being like 15 million or something in november 2019 that's which really is, really good for like which from zero i, was I mean from yeah. zero to that wow that's amazing. yeah yeah and so and thankfully like my um obgyn is like very proactive like I talked to so many people who were like they didn't do anything and all of this stuff and I love her I still drive to Dallas to see her because I just think she's like the greatest ever and so um just was super thankful for that because I didn't have a clue you know like what was going on and so um so yeah that was November 2019 so they were like well it's where we want it to be so again y'all do the timed intercourse and you know all that fun stuff um and so I look back now and I think for me for whatever reason it was like that period of six months from November to it would be the next April um was like I don't know why that was so hard for me, even like going and we did IUIs and all of that. I personally felt like doing the timed intercourse and like putting so much pressure on that was just really, really difficult. Um, yeah, I agree. Do, Amanda, did you yeah. guys do timed intercourse? 
No, we didn't. But I just like, no, just like even the pressure of it. Like I couldn't imagine, like, I feel like that would be so hard on the guy to like perform. Right. And that was another thing. And then it's like, well, I'm tired or whatever, you know, it's yeah. like, well, no, we have to do it. And of course my type A personality, I'm like, no, that's what they, that's it's now. Like my husband traveled and I'd be like, I'm sorry, you have to re- rearrange your schedule. Right. There's been times we would get in fights and I'm like, well, there's a heart today. So we, I mean, we got to get, over I don't care. Before. Then we're having angry sex. So yeah. <laughs> right. It's getting done. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I look back now though, and I think there were a lot of factors. Like I had zero community. Like no one I knew was walking through this. And and I had not told anyone either. And so um, and then around that same time, so it was April of um 2020. So I ended up going back to her just for my annual, and she was like well, there's definitely like, it should have, something should have happened by now. So we'll we'll do all the testing on you. And so they did, and she basically did everything, you know, you could do, um, without referring us to the, uh, reproductive endocrinologist. So anyways, she, um, did all the testing and then, uh, couldn't find anything. So she's like, I, you know, I'm going to say y'all just have unexplained um which is always fun I don't know I had a different kind of perspective like I talk to people and they're like you want answers and so I kind of had a different perspective as in I feel like if it's unexplained like not that it's anyone's fault but I felt like both of us could go into it saying like with unexplained we don't know what it is but neither one of us is taking that and carrying that weight and so Mm -hmm. That kind of helped me just be able to view it as like, we don't know. It's, is it truly unexplained? No, I feel like there's always something. There's some reason, you know, Um, but that did help me. So she was going to refer us to um, infertility doctor, but of course that takes months to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was April, 2020. And so then she referred us over to her but we couldn't get in until like September of that year. So I believe that was September, 2020. Um, But in the meantime, my, so I had moved here when I moved here from Arkansas, I moved here with a girl that was my best friend. She still is, but um, her, and then there was like a group of us that all became best friends that were all nannies. They're not anymore. But um, anyways, that year, four of them, there was a group of like five of us got pregnant. And so that was just like, I vividly remember the time, like that period in my life where I was like becoming bitter. And I was like, I don't want to become bitter. Like, I just, I don't want to be that person, you know? And so, um, I've always been a big podcast person. Um, and I used to listen to one that's not on anymore. Um, she went, stopped doing them a couple years ago, but I was listening to a podcast and I heard, um, one that recommended this group, like this girl talked about this community group. And, um, so anyways, that's, and that will come into play, but anyway, so they all got pregnant and that was just a really hard, I was like, I have to have someone who like understands like what mm-hmm. I'm walking through. And I have a blog too, and I've written many of vlogs because I'm like, I, and I didn't fault them because they didn't know, you know, I just think a lot of times people need to be educated on like how to handle that. And so, um, Anyway, so that was that. But I remember listening to um, that podcast. It was like a sequence of events. And then I had a um, Bible study that night that I was going to, and they asked for prayer requests. And I remember saying it out loud for the first time that like we were going through infertility. So for me, that was a moment of like, okay, I'm actually saying it out loud. So it is true, you know, and sharing it with other people. And yeah, absolutely. Right. And so, and I think that holds a lot of different emotions. It's like, you're sharing it out loud. So it's a weight lifted, but it also becomes more real, you know? Um, so that's where, where I was at. So anyways, I reached out and then, um, became, was like, I've got to join like some sort of group. And so reached out to this, it's called moms in the making. And there was a group 
like 30 minutes from me. And so this is in the midst of COVID. So COVID started, you know, April, when did COVID start? Like April, March, March, April. March, yeah. yes. March. Uh, what, 2000, was it? 2020. 2020. Okay, yes. Girl, so my first, that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, my first appointment. Yes, it's like this entire time we have, it's been COVID. So like, we never went to an appointment together ever. I mean, I didn't even know the first appointment he got to go to with me was um, two weeks ago. Wow. And I was like, oh, so this is what this is like. Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. because we were just used to, I mean, I'm just used to doing it alone. And so um, anyways, all that to say, so I joined this group, reach out, and she's like, we meet every other week. Um, it is faith-based. and um, But because of COVID, we were doing it just like, like virtually. And so, um, I did that for a couple months and then we started meeting just outside in the front yard. Um, and about three months later, I guess in October, November. So she had, my old leader had actually done embryo adoption. I had never heard of it, honestly, like never heard of it. And, um, just hearing her story, like one of the neatest people I've ever met, um, just walked through so, so much. And she had done that and she was pregnant. And so she was due with her little girl. Um, and she asked me if I would take over her group. And I had only been in there like three, four months. And some of these girls have been in there for years. And she's like, I just see something in you, like that, you know, you would be a great leader. And, um, and I was like, well, I didn't even have to like, honestly pray about it because I felt like that is where I was like, what all, like, I literally felt like in that moment, God was like, I'm going to make a message out of your mess. Like, this is what I we're doing. That. I love mm-hmm. that. So I want to just quickly go back to yeah. making, um, when I was going through everything, I actually had a friend reach out and suggest that group. Um, oh, really? so I, yeah, I followed them on Instagram. So like, just so listeners can understand it is like nationwide, right? Correct. Yes. Uh-huh. And we just, they just brought on, um, 20 new leaders. I think they oh, told wow. us this morning. Wow. So they have 90 groups now. Um, and yeah, it's worldwide at our conference this year, they had, um, we have like a, uh, like a Dutch group, a Spanish group. And so they had people from all over the oh, world cool. there, oh um, which is just so neat because she started that in her living room and wow. I can't remember it was 2015. Um, how can people like join? Like how I've, I had never heard of it. So is it? Yeah. So we, or? there's a website. So if you go to the website and I can send it over y'all and you can leave it in the, the notes. If yeah. You want, and the but... Instagram is literally just called moms in the making. Yes. Yes. And it's a pretty big Instagram. And then, yeah. um, if you go to their website, it'll have all the groups listed. So they have in-person groups, like obviously mine is one of the in-person ones. Um, but they also have virtual. So like, if you don't have one in your area, then you can do the virtual group. So, um, and anyway, so we, yeah, we meet and then, um, you do like prayer requests, praises, it's kind of all done different, but, and then there's a lesson, but it's not like Bible study where you take home and do your lesson. It's like really focused on, and Caroline, the founder actually writes the curriculum. So um, it's written from a viewpoint of someone who's still walking through that 10 years later. So wow. um, we just highly, highly encourage that. I was like, I'm sure people get tired of me talking about it, but it has just been um, life-changing. So um, but anyway, so back up and so we saw, um, our infertility doctor in September of 2020, um, and then virtually, and then I went in <laughs> and for all the things and she's like, well, you pretty much had all the testing done that you can have done. Um, and she's like, just looking over y'all's notes, like I would say that you have unexplained maybe with you know, a little male factor, but nothing that IUIs won't like mm-hmm. that should be yeah, technically resolved that. I mean, 15 yes. million, it's like very, no- probably high normal. Yeah. Right. So it was your AMH and everything, like your levels, everything yes. normal. Mm-hmm. Everything was perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how that goes. Um, girl, it's so weird. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Someone's off, but okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so, and they did, you know, she had done like, I can't remember what it's called now, but where they check the fallopian tubes and like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, she marked all of that off, like, wow. um, before I ever went to see the infertility doctor. And so she's like, there's nothing that we need to do. Like, you know, um, and she immediately was like, I suggest doing three IUIs. And so, um, it was in that moment and three is going to come into play <laughs> through the rest of my story. But it was in that moment that I was like three, like I didn't have to think as much as I'm like a thinker. I did not have to think twice. Like me and my husband were both like, okay. yeah, let's do it. Um, because I, I just, so many things came into my mind and of like three, and there's so many like beautiful representations in the Bible of three. And so, um, you know, just immediately thought of like death, life, resurrection, um, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, like he rose on the third day. Like there's just so many things. And I was just like, yes, like that's, that's what we're supposed to do. And so, um, anyway, so we, um, did that and we were like okay so we were moving into this house as well so um we're like we'll get moved in and then we'll do the first one so that's what we did um and then we did the first one in october of i guess it would have been 2020 um and then we skipped a month and did the next one in december ish november december and then skipped a month and then did another one None of them worked. Um, And there are just so many things. Like, I look back now and I'm like, I don't know. I think the third one was definitely the hardest for me because I thought, okay, this is it. And I knew what was coming after if it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I know what comes after this. So it's got to work. Like, you know, and and then I was like, three, like, this is it. This is, that's what that meant. Um, All the things. So anyways. so yeah, so we did that. Um, in the meantime, I was doing my my group. I had started it up um, in January of that year because it's been two years as of next month. Um, and I immediately had like nine girls sign up, which there are, are lots of groups around here. And so I just feel like that has been such an amazing like part of my testimony is just like seeing. And we've had, I think, seven six or seven pregnancies. So girls that moved on. And then of course we've also walked through, you know, miss lots of miscarriages and things like that. Um, but, um, and then now we have, so there's, it's broken up into two semesters each year. So currently this semester's ending and then signups will start for a new group. Um, they start in December and the new group starts in January and then same for the summer. So anyways, currently we have 11 dinner, 11 girls yeah um so anyways had started that and just really found an outlet in like having that community of girls who know what you're walking through um and so that brings us to april of 2021 and that was when our consult with um our doctor was happening and so just to go over like next step yeah yeah and so we um met with her and I immediately told her I was like okay before you go into what we should do next because I know what's coming um I was like we want to know all the options so could that be another IUI with injectables could that be IVF could that be embryo adoption or we were also looking into domestic adoption so all the things. Um, and I have never been one of those people who felt like I like needed to like biologically have a child to be connected to them. Like, that's just not something, I mean, God put adoption on my heart from a very young age. And so, um, of course it is a different spin on it when you get to the situation where you're like, (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that's my only child. You know, I never would want it to be that. And so, um, anyways, so I, but I told her that and she's like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm not used to that. Like most people just want to know, okay, 
what's the next you tell me what the next thing you know like the textbook is. is the three IUIs then IVF and exactly I, yeah. I feel like this is going to be so impactful for a lot of listeners because I know a yeah. lot of people that are like I do not want to do IVF and they yeah. have that same feeling of like oh gosh that third IUI and then I'm screwed and that's it right <laughs> only yes. next yeah there's yes. so many other choices right and so she um she went through all the options, of course, domestic adoption. She didn't have it, but I had, um, through leading this group, it had opened up like so many doors. And so, um, I had talked to in- Instagram. I mean, I share my story, like probably too much. So no, I, I, mean, read I, one of them, I read one of your posts and what you said, like this group opened a lot of doors. And then I read like one of your posts, you're like, yeah, I was asking God to open doors, but then I was faced with like actually having to walk through them. And I was like, oh, right. that's so true. Yes. It's so true. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so we had our conversation with her and, um, I had already talked to like an ado- adoption consultant um, because a girl that I'm friends with on Instagram had gone that route. And so I'd looked into several agencies and we had already decided like, if we want to go this route, this is, you know, who we're going to go with. And then um, our doctor just said she wouldn't suggest doing necessarily another IUI with injectables because the other three hadn't worked. So she's like, it will increase your chances of having multiples, but it doesn't necessarily increase your chance of like it working. So and you guys didn't have a reason to do the IUI. You had been doing the timed intercourse. It's not like it was like just the three IUIs and you hadn't correct. tried for like a year. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, um, and then she went through, you know, IVF, like just basically what that would look like and the cost and all the things. And then, um, she went through embryo adoption and, and um, they actually, so our clinic here has just an in-house donor on their website. So basically, you know, a lot of places don't have that or there's a long wait list. Mm-hmm. And um, the way they had it set up was you would just go, well, I mean, like that day, even though we didn't know what we wanted to do, she's like, okay, I, I'll i send it over to the coordinator. She'll create your login. And you just get on like a whole like embryo not just sperm donor egg donor but like embryo donors just embryo donors yeah and that's that's in dallas is that right that's correct yeah and i don't i mean i go to dfw fertility associates i don't mind saying that um they they are actually only one of the only clinics because i looked everywhere in this in the dfw area that that does it like that but um, my husband, so crazy. he's so funny. He just, he's just like, you just have to know, like he's, he gets through everything with like comedy. Okay. So he's like, I feel like we're like getting on here and like shopping for like a dog. Like what, like we're looking at like, because essentially, yeah. I mean, you are just looking at. Wait, I'm so curious. Cause obviously like I went through emory adoption. Mine's right. so different. So like when you go on, like, can you share a little bit about that? Like what it looks like? Cause I've only yeah. heard it from like a sperm donor perspective, like the sperm banks and like what they like show. And right. all that. I want to, I'm so curious. Yeah. So, um, so you basically you get on there and I mean, it's just all right there. So for, they averaged about 20 to, I would say 20 to 24 families at all times, which is not like a ton, but I honestly, I will say, I feel like it is a disservice that there's no education on that, whether you're going through a clinic or not. It's like, I had to figure out everything on my own. Like they're, they weren't that wonderful and I do love them, but they weren't that wonderful at like guiding you in how to navigate that. And so, um, I have a question. Sorry to interrupt you. So those, let's just say 24 families or whoever was like donating, were those, those embryos already at that fertility center? Like were those couples that had like had stored embryos with them? Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they have all gone through their clinic. So I go see obviously this girl who's in the, her office is in the hospital here, but uh, medical city, but there's six doctors within the clinic. So it could be any of the six doctors, but has to be within the clinic. clinic. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you basically just get on there and then, you know, it has everything about them. So, I mean, and some have pictures, some do not, that's up to them. Um, for us, we knew we had to, it took us a long time actually to get on the same page. Like 
And that's a part of our, our I'll get to that in a minute, but <laughs> to get on the same page, because that's also part of our story. But um, y- once we got there, we knew kind of what we wanted. So we were like, we'll be able to narrow it down based on what we want. But I, well, let me backtrack because that'll be a part <laughs> of my story. Um, So anyways, we had that conversation with her and I get off the phone and he's like, I think that went really well. And I was like in tears. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, wait, I feel like people can relate to that so much. Cause we're yeah. all like, I don't know. For me, I was so emotional. And he's like, okay, so this is the next step. This is great. I'm like, oh my right. God. What do you mean? Yes. And, and he's very much so like, as things come, he's like facing yeah. them. I'm oh, very, very much so like, no, we need to think about like years from now. 100%. And so, yeah. So I get off the phone and because, and this is the way I describe that conversation is in, in being faced with those decisions was when you're like going down a road and you don't really know where you're going and there's all these different directions and you have to get to your like final destination, but you don't want to take any of those directions. Like all of them sound like they're going to be absolutely horrible, but you have to take one of them to get to your final destination. So I that, love that. I know that's so good. Yes, like that has been my, I'm like, that's, I can just just think, yeah, that's, I literally saw it in my head too. That's really good. (laughs) I'm just, I'm a big like vision part. Like I feel like that helps me. Like when I'm writing, I give lots of analogies, (laughs) but yeah, so that, that's how I felt. I was like, none of these options sound good. I don't want to do any of these, but it wasn't that I just didn't want to do it. It was that I didn't feel like I just had that like pit in my stomach. Like none of these are what I want. Yeah. Right. Like what I want you to do. And so, um, I was honest with her. I was like, honestly, we don't know what we want to do. So we took, that was April of 2021. So April, 2021 to, I would say July, like me and him were not on the same page either. Really. I mean, he was leaning more towards IVF and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was thinking either like domestic adoption or embryo adoption. Um, and, but I didn't know. So we were like, we'll just sit down in July and then we'll sit down again in August. Um, that was always a big fear of mine was like, what are we going to do if we get to the place where we aren't on the same page? Mm-hmm. And Which it's everybody funny. everybody does. I mean. Right. It's funny how like those things are fears and then you get there and you're like. Wait, oh, okay. Well, yeah. God worked it out and <laughs> here we are. So anyway, so we just prayed about it. We really didn't talk about it a ton. We just decided like, we'll do our own research. We'll pray about it on our own. When we, you know, come together, we'll talk about it. So we sat down in July. Um, so three months later um, and kind of went over like where our heads were at and he was still leaning kind of towards AVF, um, but I just went through like my thoughts on like where I was at and why I was leaning towards that. Um, and I still remember the day that I felt like I made my decision. Um, we had gone to church and there was a sermon. Um, it was around Father's Day and he did a sermon. He, he was adopted our pastor is. And he did the sermon about how God adopts us into his family as his children. And that to me was just like, okay, like you are already leaning this way. So here's, here's the door for you to go in that. And then we had discussed, um, baby names as everyone does. I mean, like I've had a list of all my notes and my phones since I was like, I can't even tell you what age. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, we had discussed baby names over the years and so we had decided on a girl name um that previous year um his dad passed away in 2019 we had decided on it he had told him like it's the same and um that day for the first time i saw this name on a license plate and this is that comes into play too but um And so I just felt like I didn't really know what that meant. I was just like, felt like that was like, okay, lean into what, where I'm taking you. And so we sat down again in August and he told me that he had been praying about it and um, he just really felt led to do embryo adoption. So I will say though, I became obsessed 
with looking at these families. Like, unhealthily. Oh, I can't even yeah. imagine. Like, if I had access to that, I would be a crazy person. Like, literally yes. through every little thing of each family every day. Yes. Or like, like more come in. Because I'm imagining more go on or. Correct. Like, so like, you don't know when, like, families are going to go off or families are going to come on. Oh, so, gosh. I'd just be refreshing. Like, literally. Morning, same. Middle of the day. Yes. At night. I had, like, a tab pulled up on my phone where oh, I was like. Okay, let's look because then if they're like gone and and so anyways, we had many discussions like what do we want, you know, and what are we looking for? And um I look back now, so that was October, I guess we announced it in September October. And we also did a puzzle fundraiser um for it. And so we announced like all of that together. Um but I look back now and I'm like, I don't, we were not on the same page at all. He's kind of always been a couple of steps behind me. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, he takes longer to relate. like. I can relate to all of this. I can relate to like you looking for signs. Like I remember right. like, and it's so hard, especially like I would pray and be like, God, I'm willing to follow you, but I don't know if this is really what you want me to right. do. Like, I feel like I'm jumping off of a cliff. And then like yeah. the next day I had downloaded, um, I don't even know what it was, but it was like, there was a word every day that you were supposed to guess. It wasn't, I don't know what it was, but yeah. the, I literally had just prayed that. And the next day it popped up on my phone and the word of the day was adoption in all capital letters. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I every that. word in the whole world, that's the right. word. And I had just downloaded the app. So like, I can just totally relate yeah. to the story there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was October of 2021. Um, and I, because this is an important part of our story too, I will say like June to 2021 to like December, January of last year were probably the worst six months of our marriage. And he's fine with me sharing because I've written all about it. Um, my word of this year was restoration. And so I wrote on our six year anniversary, a whole blog about what God's really restored in our marriage. And, um, but I think a lot of that was like, me trying to make him be on the same pages I'm like we have to find a family like we're you know and in the meantime too like I had had she's like we'll go ahead and start you on birth control and do the um hysteroscopy and all of that so that when you find embryos you'll just be ready to go I love how you said you're having conversations to get on the same page, but I think Amanda and I can relate. The same page is my page. Exactly. Like, the same page is what we're doing. Come on board. Right. I'm just waiting for you to catch up. But like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me, my plan is right. So yeah, and you're coming over here. <laughs> so true. So um, anyways, so that was, yeah, those six months. I, I mean, I look back and I'm like, that just was not, I, I see it as a blessing now. Like, had we have found embryos in those six months and then walking through the next phase of that just would not have been good. Mm -hmm. So we actually paused looking at them from like November to well into this year. So um, and we started going to like Christian counseling like it was just and and God just, just did so much through that. But it was like things that you know, things that normally affect marriage. And then you have things that affect infertility, which are those normal things, but then heightened by, you know, a thousand. And so it's like all these things have built up that we had just not really ever worked through. And so really had to get back to the foundation of that and figure out like, if we're going to do this, what's it going to look like? So anyways, we um, knew we wanted open um, donation and I was stuck on the number three. So I, this whole time had been like, it's three. That's, that's what we're going with. Um, and also we were like, I was like, I think I would be fine with doing it three times if, you know, didn't work or having, we want three kids. So, um, I mean, you know how that goes, but ideally, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that was what number we were, I was, I was stuck on. He did not really care. He's like two to four would be fine. Um, two to four kids. <laughs> yes. Two to four kids. The open thing took him a long time to get there though. Same with um, he was really set on closed and I just, one of the girls in my group who's not in there anymore, um, but is a 
very best friend of mine and our husbands are best friends. Um, they did domestic adoption, which I know looks different, but we were able to walk through that with them and they have a open, it's open. And so, um, I did not push him into that. I just let him know where I was. And then through walking through that with them, he finally decided he's like, you know, watching their story, like there's so many benefits to that. And so anyways, that's, that's kind of how we got on that same page, but so we went open and then I said three. And so we just kept looking, like, like I said, obsessively looking and <laughs> there would be some that I was like, Oh, this could work. But then, so there were a couple of things that I kept running into. Um, so I don't know, I guess most of your listeners know what embryo adoption is, but if they don't, we, you know, when you do IVF, you have leftover embryos, that's where this comes into play. So what we were finding when we were looking at the families is that a lot of them had lots of embryos. So I'm talking like lots. Okay. So they would be split up between multiple families yeah right which is a huge added factor that with open adoption and amanda can speak to that yeah yes so um so anyway so that was one thing we kept going into um another was a lot of them were, were closed and so there wasn't a ton that were open um and so those were probably the two main things that we were like, uh. and then there, I mean, people kept asking like, were you like, cause honestly we could have picked just any of them. Cause there's no, I mean, they have no say so. It's just, and it sounds like, like, so like, I'm probably more like your husband where I would just say this, this one could work, but then you're yeah. like what you said earlier, I'm thinking about like really, really thinking about it 10 to 40 years down the road. Right. Like, is this really, I mean, it's a lifelong commitment and I know Amanda can speak all to that, but it's good yeah. to be like you. It's much better to, <laughs> to be that way than like For just sure. be really impulsive. <laughs> yeah that's what I joke and I'm like yeah my husband would have had like 15 families that we right? would have like adopted through this the program works. yeah <laughs> let's get a move on yeah right oh my gosh yeah so anyways that's kind of what, what we kept running into and then there were like a couple that we were like but they weren't tested that was another thing oh I, I was like dead set on having them genetically tested and um most of them were not actually i would say 99% were not really? um, like at the clinic in general they didn't do testing well yeah i mean 99% of the i would say there would be one to two families on the website at all times that were genetically tested but with that they were immediately someone was adopting them because there weren't that many so like if you didn't get on the page at the right time then well you missed it you know and so anyways so that was that so fast forward we kind of took a break from looking um and then in june this past june was our um anniversary i also so they did the hysteroscopy they found a polyp then i had to have a surgery then they put me on birth control so i was actually on birth control for the whole last year um because we never knew when we were gonna find new risk. So I found that so mind like F, right? Right. It's like mm-hmm. you know, it it I don't know. Now I say that that this last year was hundred percent necessary in our story. Like I see it because you couldn't I was like, there's nothing like taking a control freak and giving them something that, you know, prevents it. Especially and being when- like you have unexplained so it's like you could be trying naturally but now you're like there's this barrier that's not gonna happen correct and he had not he had stayed off of um testosterone because that depleted the account so that affected him as well I mean he was he just went this past summer and like got his count rechecked and and they were like his testosterone and they were like it's like really 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 low which of course that was affecting things too and so there were just lots of things but anyways so then this uh past june we had our anniversary and um we were at 
like the best place we had ever been. And so we were like, you know, we think it's time we start looking again. So we went on a weekend trip and came back and we started looking again. And there was a family on there that we were both like pretty interested in. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll reach out to the coordinator because once again, there's really no direction. You have to like ask lots of questions. So I reached out to her and um, she was like, well, and I will say, so backtrack to in June, I went for my another annual appointment and my doctor was like, did y'all ever make a decision? And I was like, yeah, we're doing embryo adoption. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just delivered a baby two weeks ago that um, was born via embryo adoption. And I felt like in that moment, God was like, start making little notes in your phone. And so I started doing that on June 24th, have done it to this day, um, of just like little moments. So looking back, it is so neat to see how everything lined up to bring us to our I embryos. did that too. It's so crazy. It's so cool. So yeah, so um, so I did that. And then um, we went on that trip and then we started looking that same Sunday. It was a Sunday. Um, we were like, okay, it's been almost a year at this point. So do we, and I had looked into, I was like, well, we could go through, um, NEDC. I mean, I talked to everyone. Like I said, I reached out to Amanda too about it because I was like, I don't know what other, you know, options there are as far as going down this road. Like I felt like the setup they had was one of the best, but, and we were like, if we go through somewhere else, we'll be waiting again. And, you know, what do we do? And so we're like, let's just pray for open doors. So we started praying for open doors. And I was like, with that, there's this Facebook group. So it's like, well, it can't hurt, like, you know, just to join it. So I joined the Facebook group. And then there's also this family that we're, you know, think we're interested in. Um, I reach out to the coordinator. This all happens in like three days. And she tells me, like, some of their stuff they're listed. So they'll have, like, obviously, you know, health history and just literally everything you could ever want to know um, on these profiles. And turns out some of the stuff that was listed did not line up with just, like, what we were wanting. And so um, she tells me this on the same day. So I joined this Facebook page. And, you know you know, Amanda, how it's like set up, you can do these, like you're about me. I, I don't know. I don't call it a profile, but you know, just like kind of about your story. So I was like, I'll do it. And, but I'm not going to reach out to anyone. Like I'll just post it on there. And so that same day, so, she, so the donor coordinator, you know, messages me and she's like, well, that's not, it was listed on there, but that's not what it is. And so, um, and in that moment at 1203, on July 13th, because all the threes, um, I get a message from this girl and she's like, hey, Alexis, um, I read your about me. And she's like, I know you said y'all wanted three tested embryos, but we have three untested. And she's like, I really think that we could be a good match if you're interested, you know, just we'll talk. So I told Chris and I was like, I do not believe in coincidence. Like, I think that this, like, means something. I don't know what, because well, I didn't know. How long had you been in the group? Oh, like, three days. See, yeah. like, you and Amanda's story is just really the mind. same. Because, like, I was <laughs> in the group and did not have that luck, not luck, but, like, it didn't happen for me, and it wasn't supposed to happen for me. So I just think right. that's so cool. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, three days. So she she messages me and says that. And so I was like, okay, I'll just get to know. Like, we'll just talk. So we just talked back and forth for like three weeks. Um, And then at that point, she's like, I really think. And I had a moment when she messaged me where I was like, okay, I surrender three. Because I was so stuck on this three. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't have to be three. Like, it maybe it's three children, but they come all different ways. Maybe it's a natural and embryo adoption, domestic adoption. Maybe, I don't know what that means, but like, God, I give you my three. And literally, that's, I was like crying in the car, getting this message, and then she messages me. It's like the sequence of, of events was just so cool. And so, 
we talked for the next three weeks. And then she says she wants to, um, they want to Zoom, like, meet us. And so they had three families that they were meeting with. <laughs> I know, I keep right? three weeks. I like three, three weeks, families. three families. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the threes are insane. Yeah. So <laughs> she's like, we have three families we're, we're meeting with, but we want to meet with y'all. So um, we Zoomed with him. He, the husband, actually ended up getting COVID, so she had to move it to August third okay so we ended up like meeting with him or no sorry it was july 3rd yeah july 3rd um so we ended up zooming with them and she's like well we have two other families to talk to um but we'll let y'all know and i will say the conversation was just very i'm very much so like a person of like what you see is what you get so i'm gonna be the same with whoever Mm -hmm. um And I was like, I just view it as like sitting down and having coffee with a friend. Chris is like, this is extremely nerve wracking. I feel like we're doing the most important interview of our lives. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I'll just be myself. Um, And it did. It went really well. Our main thing was just like what their idea of open was and what did it align with what ours was. That was what was like most important to us. Um, And come to find out out of the 10,000 people in the group or whatever they live 15 minutes from us so what are the odds oh my goodness I mean yeah that 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 would happen um and I didn't know that until after I had been talking to her for a while but and then they were at the same clinic that my best friend has her embryos at and so we joke and we're like you know the besties just wanted to chill together the whole time (laughs) so anyway so we get off the call with them and she's like we'll let y'all know something and then in 15 minutes later at 903 I get a message on Facebook and she's like I know this is insane but um me and her husband had you know we've been talking and we just don't feel like there's any reason to talk to the other two families. And she's like, we just feel like God's leading us straight to y'all to, to, you know, raise these babies. And so of course I'm like bawling. And Chris is like, why are you crying? (laughs) This is the best news ever. I'm like, I don't know. I feel so many emotions right now. Oh my God. All the things, you know, because you're like excited, but terrified. And two, because we did not go through the clinic. Um, I just, I was like, oh, great. Now I have to figure out everything on my own. Um, Whereas I think that's why I stayed with the clinic for so long. I had not wanted to look on a Facebook group um, because I was like, I don't know what that entails. And you do hear so many things. And um, the clinic did it all for you. So like there was nothing that I was going to have to do. And so um, that was in... Yeah, July. And so over the next couple of months, we started the process. So we did the the legal side of things, which that took two months, I think, um, just because it was a lot of back and forth, especially since they live so close. And like, we wanted to make sure that that looked like what we both wanted it to look like. Um, and then, you know, labs and all of that stuff. Um, so we walked through that and then um they were officially legally ours in about a month ago I guess yeah and so because they were so close yeah we got to drive them to our clinic instead of shipping I saw that on your I didn't read through it but I saw like the the tank in your backseat yes and literally everyone can follow my entire story like via I used to post it all on my old Instagram but like my blog too I i post everything um but yeah we drove them and so and Chris is like they have to ride in the front seat and I joke and I'm like you're already the fun parent like you're not allowed to ride in the front seat and so wait so it was three that you got so we got three um and I told God I was like I told you I surrender the three so in that moment you gave me my three so I had to really just give that to him like they don't have to be tested at the end of the day. He's written my story up until this point and he doesn't stop writing it at this point. And so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I just really felt like, you know, it was like, you couldn't pick this up. Like <laughs> it yeah. was meant uh, every bit of it's meant to be. And so, um, yeah, we picked them up. We drove them to our clinic and, um, 
like I said, that was about a month ago. And so I had my another hysteroscopy like two or three weeks ago. Um, and then because I was already on birth control, we could just go ahead and hop into it as long as they didn't find anything, which she didn't. So that was a praise too. Um, and then, yeah, so I, we've just recently um, started the medication. I've been on um, estrogen. We're not sharing the specific date, um, transfer date, but I mean, anyone who walks to this knows, and this will air, I know way later too. So I'm like, anyone knows kind of the timeline. I'm like, if you've been through, you know what that looks like, but um, yeah, so we are excited. We have three little babies that we are believing for and um, yeah. That is so fun. And yeah. baby, like, and similar, I swear, Facebook groups are the best ever. I know, right? I'm like, they can be used, used for so much good if, you know, if it's like you said, if it's meant to be. So, um, so yeah, that is our story. I talk way too much. Um, oh, it's beautiful. It we still even have a couple minutes since we messed up. Yeah. And I did have like, just like some ending thoughts too, yes, before we have any questions. I just kind of wanted to share like for anyone listening, like basically what I've learned. Um, I had my girls do that last night, like what you've learned through this year and like what God has taught you, because I'm like, so many things are about perspective, you know, like you can look at this journey and be like, why do I not have, why is this person, you know, getting their miracle and this person getting their miracle? Or you can look at it as like, God did it for them. He'll do it for me, you know? And so, um, a lot of that is just, I feel like this journey, as y'all know, can be the hardest road you walk. And so I think for me personally, I've just had to learn like, God will make a testimony out of your story if you let him. And so. Um, I just said, like, I would say lean in. And I was like, I wouldn't wish this journey on anyone. Um, but God used it as a testimony. And I would never know a relationship so intimate with him um, if it wasn't for this journey. And, like, that's something I don't ever want to lose. Um, I've had so many, like, neat opportunities. Like, even this is, like, just such a neat opportunity to, like, let him use my story, you know, for his good. And so, um, and I think for so long my hope was in a baby. That's what it was in. And I've learned over the years, like, although that would be my greatest answered prayer, um, you know, my hope really lies in, in God and that doesn't change. And so, um, that's something I've learned. And then just again, like taking beauty, like ashes and turning into beauties. So even, this group, my very best friends are in this group. And so I would not have known them had I not just like said yes to leading it. And, um, so that, and so, um, I just said, he's given me faith that has led me into deeper waters, not knowing if I can come out with my head above water, but he gives me even more strength, um, than I ever thought that I could have. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not terrified <laughs> or mean that I understand everything he does. Um, and it doesn't mean I have peace with every little detail of the journey, but it does mean that I know that I'm a walking testimony to what he can and will do even through your darkest days. It means he does give me peace that surpasses understanding in the moments when I don't understand anything at all. A year and a half into this journey, when I was listening to the same part of podcast where I heard about moms in the making, I also shifted my prayer um, from God, give me a baby to God, align my heart with your will. Um, my desire to be a mother has never been stronger and neither has my desire to be one with the Lord. So that's just kind of like literally chills. I, I have chills. I'm like, I was about to start crying. I know <laughs> you have a really, really good way with words. I could relate to all of that. Oh, I feel like I feel sweet. that even now on the other yeah. side of it, like I, okay. it, it's, it's so beautiful. I'm so happy you were able to be on today. And I think you'll probably probably see an influx of people reaching out and probably an influx of followers of moms in the making like and your blog post so you share yeah. all of that on your blog yes yeah, so all of that's on my blog I've had numerous people reach out saying they did IVF and they were going to um, either get rid of them or donate them to research and they're like after following your story like we've decided to 
donate them. And so like, even that, I'm like, if that alone, (laughs) you know, is the reason for walking this journey. I'm like, it's just, it's means the world to me. So and it um, should. You're an amazing person. I've loved meeting you. You're such a yes. lion. You're so fun and bubbly. You are so fun. I love getting to meet embryo like adoption mamas too. So it's so I know. Amazing. I'm like, you know, when you like hashtag embryo adoption yeah. on Instagram and follow yeah. everyone. It's like a okay. joke in our group because yeah. I found a lot of the girls in my group by via oh, hashtag, like where do y'all live? Are you going yeah. to infertility? <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> like, you know? That's awesome. I'm like the club that you never want to be a part of, but we are pretty great. But we're so. a good time. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alexis. Your story is just so beautiful and just sharing your whole testimony. We appreciate it so much. So thank yes. you so much for being on. Yes.